It is your NBA podcast with Jack and Trig coming to you on a snowy, snowy night. How are we doing, Tyler? Oh, we're doing great, man. You know, um, obviously, yeah, we're out here in Minnesota, literally Minnesota right now. We've got about a foot of snow sitting out there right now. Um, but, you know, we're happy to be back. Hope you guys had a great Christmas and great New Year's. Um, you know, Jack, I know you're a little under the weather for New Year's, but I had a great time. <laughs> so... But, you know, happy to, happy to be back with my brother here on set and ready to ready to talk some ball, man. We had some exciting exciting performances happen while we've been away. Luke Doncic, 60, the first ever 60-20-10 game in NBA history. It went to, over, went to overtime. He got a tip in that actually counted it and wasn't a lane violation. Mm. Um, unlike some other people. And, oh, man, dude, just carry, continues to carry this mediocre Dallas squad up the standings. I mean, I don't even. We can talk. We're gonna talk MVP all season this year because you know it's one of the, like the it's one of the most like open races we've had in a long time between Luca, between Tatum, Giannis, Jokic. Even you could even throw Joel in the conversation. He, he should be in the conversation without a doubt. But uh, screw screw it all, man. I'm done talking about it. I'm ready to give this man his crown. Dallas is sitting at fourth in the West right now. Eight out, they're one of eight of their last ten. This team's just not good, but Luca just continues to do just amazing, amazing, amazing things. And we've seen it before, where we've seen we've seen Jokic win an MVP when Dallas was a six seed. We've seen Russ win MVP when OKC was like a six seven seed. I just I I think it's gonna be one of those years where you have to look at Luca and be like, okay, this guy is playing that good, like his team's not good. We have to give it to him. Like 34, almost 99, and he's doing a 60, hitting 22 boards out there, like on efficient shooting and 60 points. Like, I, I'm done, man. Give it to him. I don't care. There's nobody else in the NBA that's going to go and do that. Try to, there's no one that can. Um, I'm ready to give him his flowers. I'm ready to call it done deal. Book it. Luka MVP this year. Book it. Well, that's the fun thing, because if you try to think about what other player could score 60, 20, and 10 in a game, I just, uh, nothing really, no other player has come to mind. I don't see any other guy that could LeBron do this. LeBron, some years ago, if he really went for it, if, if, he, if he really went for it. And that's the thing, it's like, Luke, really Luca is carrying a team of, like, we're talking B, C, D-list talent. Outside of Christian I'll Wood. I'll say low, low B-list talent, too. <laughs> outside of Christian Wood, this team is not... Uh, Nothing to brag about. Christian Wood hasn't played very well ever since he's been inserted in the starting lineup. But besides that, this team desperately needs help for Luka. But uh, it was really great to see him put on that performance. And uh, I don't know. I mean, just this entire, the last 10 days, we've just seen so many big plays. So many big moments and games from players. I mean, Clay had over 50 last night. And that was actually the most points scored this season, excluding free throws so clay yeah, only yeah. made two free throws the yeah. entire night he made two free throws and therefore had 50 55 52 50 yeah 52 minus the free throws yeah yeah well, i think he had 55 Did he 55 i think he had 55 minus two so we have 53 points that weren't free throws yeah something like that regardless he scored the most points that were because donovan had uh 51 points donovan had 51 points plus the free throws plus the 20 free throws the scamp free throws and donovan mitchell of course which we're referencing scored 71 
and 10 assists, 11 assists, actually. But we're going to put an asterisk by it because the game shouldn't have even gone to overtime. He's the first player in NBA history with 70 and a, and a 10 in a uh, in a game, and it actually happened against trade Chicago Bulls, which was... Thanks in, to the refs. In greater fashion, nothing better than watching the Bulls go down. Uh, Thanks to the refs. The refs may have missed a couple... Two, two huge ones. Two big calls in the closing seconds of regulation. But you know, at the end of the day, uh, they went to overtime, and the Bulls couldn't couldn't uh, couldn't defend. Diamond no, he, he he was too hot. He was like he was literally two K like two K cheese. Like he's scorching hot. He's just hitting anything, any spot in the court. He's getting there and putting it up, and it's going in. Dude, every possession we we watching every possession we watching the last plays, and it was like he, or like he he's gonna shoot. He's, he's gonna, gonna shoot. He's gonna, <laughs> shoot, he's gonna <laughs> shoot the three, and he was just like silky. Just wet, wetting these balls. Which even... is just like, why are we still taking him one on one? Like, what? Why are we? To- we don't have Crusoe's out, and like, why are we just tormenting our players by making them go one on one with Donovan Mitchell when he's at sixty? Like, so I'm just like, come on. Yeah, that was. Uh... But yeah, I I would really like to see. I'm giving the refs a call out. I really hope the league kind of figures out some way to hold some of these refs accountable because. They missed a traveling call, 12 seconds left, Bulls win. And then the free throws, like Luka did, Donovan had his tip in. I mean, granted, we should have boxed him out. I just can't believe we missed the box out. But, I mean, he the ball's up in the air. Donovan Mitchell's in the middle of the lane. And it's just like Crusoe was called for a lane violation from the three-point line twice in that game. So, again, it's one of those things. If you're going to call it, it's one of those petty calls. If you're going to call it, you got to call it all game. You do, you do. And, I mean, we've seen the Bulls. That's the third time this year. Well, this isn't a Bulls pity party. Um, I do have a, I do have a cool stat. We can talk we, we talk about how sad the Bulls are every podcast. You know, they get fucked over, okay? It's sad. So, fucked up, this man. season has a historical uh, development going on. There have been 13 50-point games already this season. And we haven't even hit the halfway mark. Uh, which puts the uh, which puts the season on pace for 28 total games of 50 point scores, which would be the second most in league history, and the the first on that list is in 1962. I was gonna say like did Wilt score like 31 year? <laughs> 1962 when there were 34 games of 50 point scores when Wilt had 30 of them wow. and Elgin Baylor had the other. So four. I was literally right. <laughs> I, just, I just threw that out there. So, I mean, right now we're seeing an overflow of offense that the league hasn't seen in over 60 years. And, you know, you could say no one's playing defense, uh, which, I mean, I think it's just so hard to defend the three-point line nowadays and players yeah. are excelling in a way that we've just never seen. And it is, uh, it's fun to watch. The, ta- the talent's to- crazy. Talent in the league is crazy right now. I mean, yeah, they're shooting a ton more threes. I mean... Three people, point line didn't exist when when that first when those first stats people are came getting out. to the line more as we see Donovan somehow gets there like twenty sometimes a game, or actually no it was like thirty, he got there like thirty. He was twenty for twenty five. Twenty five, that's insane. It is insane. Um, but yeah, I mean, what do you how do you feel about that? that uh, Luca, Luca just has too good of a season where they just like they're like the voters like okay. This this is ridiculous. Like Dallas has no business being a four or five seed in the West. I mean, like, we, we can dive into MVP talks in a in a greater segment, but I definitely think Luca is building up his case for the MVP. But I 
there's definitely fatigue for Jokic, but I would say if there's anyone trailing in that number two spot, it is Nikola Jokic. And I think Luka's only fight would be against him because Nikola's just doing doing stuff every night that is ridiculous, ridiculous efficiency. Like Luka's probably shooting like low 30s and threes. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, efficiency I mean, he's, isn't... He's shooting over 50 and on a high volume like that. I mean, he's still got to... But then there's Jokic who's shooting like 60, 60 something from the field, and like I don't know what he's shooting from three right now. To be he's honest. actually averaging a triple double, which is is he? I thought he's like twenty. I thought he's like twenty six, thirteen, and nine. Okay, but like yeah, he's he's essentially he's essentially there. <laughs> well, speaking of Nikola Jokic, I think we could segment into our second quarter of our podcast tonight, which. The discussion topic is the Denver Nuggets. Uh, the Nuggets, of Trigg has alluded to, are the first in the West, and they've been on a tear. Uh, they've been without Michael Porter Jr. for a couple games, but Aaron Gordon has games. really stepped up for this team. He had like a, I think he had a career high rebounds a couple nights ago or last night. He's just, he's been doing everything for them. Oh God! Oops, sorry about that. He's been doing everything for them, and I really think the conversation should be had about if Aaron Gordon uh, could make the All Star game because he's um, he's playing he's playing. I mean, they're the number one team in the West. No, usually I mean, the best teams in each conference get two players, and if it would be anyone else, Jamal hasn't really rebounded to the point that we've seen in his yeah. past. Aaron Gordon's been their second best player. I'll I'll give them that. I wouldn't. I think there's a little too much talent to. Put him in the All Star conversation, but okay. he's had a phenomenal year. I mean, um, yeah, Denver's sitting first in the West right now. I think they're we had them as our consensus consensus pick to finish first in the West this year. Um, it's been really interesting how they've done it. They're kind of a team that's usually plays like they're all of a sudden up by twenty, and then there's all of a sudden it's a five point game. They kind of just like skimp out a lot of these games. Then you have you have Jokic having his um just redonkulous another redonkulous MVP like season where he's just crushing every single efficiency rating. Um, I saw like a graphic that had like a numerous like numerous like anal- like efficiency numbers and he had A's for all of them except for one C. But yeah, he's pretty. If you round up his assist number, he is having averaging triple double on the best team in the West. You know, voter fatigue is real, but, like, Jokic is going to put up a hell of a case for it. I mean, he's, I think the only statistical category that he's performing in worse than his two previous MVP seasons is points per game. I think that's the only thing that he's doing less. So he's scoring, like, one or two points less per game than his MVP runs, but on such a higher efficiency. Let's see. He is averaging... um, Okay, so he's at where's assist nine point five. So I mean, at, yeah, round up that's ten. He's practically yeah. averaging a twenty six point triple double on the best team in the West. Ah, that's that's tough to beat. Like he's, I mean, they've been playing great. Uh, does I mean the Wolves were able to you know sneak one away from them the other night, which is great to see. They still have a lot of work to do on defense. A lot of work to do. They kind of just haven't really quite figured it out defensively yet, um, which 
I mean, I think they still got to kind of find out which lineups are are kind of clicking for them. Because, uh, I mean, they have, I mean, it's like Michael Porter doesn't play defense. Jamal Murray doesn't play defense. Yeah, that's two two starters that don't. I mean, like, KCP is a good defender. Bruce Brown is a great defender. Yo- so, but Jokic isn't exactly like a great. I mean, He's not a stopper by any means either. He's a good pick and roll, like, defender. He's crafty. He's got quick hands, but he's not like. No. He's not the guy in the paint that's going to swat shots and be a deterrent. You know, in the lane, like players aren't afraid of Jokic when he's when he's standing there in the paint. No, so I mean, they really gotta find which lineups they're gonna want to be using down the stretch, um, especially in the playoffs. Because I mean, it's just hard, especially in the West playoffs in general to really have guys down the stretches can't defend. And I mean, it's like a lineup we see a lot is when they have Kawhi Pope, they have Eric Gordon out there, they have Bruce Brown out there. Um, Bruce Brown and is probably going to end up one of, being one of the best free agency signings of the off season. Without a doubt, if that isn't proven already. Um, I mean, at least the most. Uh, I don't know, like per per dollar buy, yeah, whatever, like most cost efficient addition. I mean, they do. He plays like every position for them. Defends every position for them. Don't know how Brooklyn let him let him walk, but. <laughs> They did. Um, so, yeah, I think that's really the big thing. I mean, I think they're definitely – I mean, they're obviously a title contender. They're definitely a title contender. I mean, they average the second most assists in the league, and they do so without turning the ball away. Jokic – they run their offense through Jokic, and it's just hard to stop. And, I mean, Michael Porter Jr. is an a- absolute flamethrower from behind the arc. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he shoots 40% from three. You can look it up. Yeah, of course he does. That's not even a question. He's just like... I mean, we're still, and we're still kind of waiting for Jamal to... He shoots 40... He's shooting 42% from three. Like... On about seven a game. That's that's so, very decent. Yeah, we still kind of got to wait for... I mean, I really think... I mean, I don't think this team... We'll get to the finals unless we really see Jamal Murray come and come into his own. I we mean, need, we need Bubble Murray back. Bubble Murray. See, I mean, he's never. I don't. He's never really been a great regular season player as it is. Um, he's always been one of those guys where you kind of just see like, oh, you see some flashes here and there, and then we saw Bubble Murray, and then they were like, okay, yep, this is like, this is it. Like he, he's here. Like we we've unlocked we unlocked something, mm-hmm. but. And then obviously the ACL injury, which kind of took that away. So he's still slowly, you know, accumulating, accumulating himself back into the the swing of things. And I mean, he's not putting up bad numbers by any means. But I mean, ultimately, I think he for this team to go far, he needs to be like a guy that you can count on for twenty three to twenty five a night. And which I mean, I don't know if it needs to be that high because there's still Michael Porter Jr. There's still Aaron Gordon. You know, they have, like, Christian Braun is, like, a good shooter off the bench, athletic guy. I mean, they ha- they have a deep team in terms of players that can score. Bones is another guy that can get you buckets whenever you need him off the bench. He, yeah, he has so much potential, and he's only scratching the surface of what his offensive capabilities are. I don't think it needs to be 25. I think it just needs to be a consistent 20. I think if he can, I mean, his best season in the league, he averaged 21, 21. So if you can just score 20 points without a doubt every night, 
Yeah. And MPJ is giving you at least 18 and Gorn is giving you 14. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it needs to be any, I don't think you need to have multiple 20 point scores, three, four 20 point scores on this team. Like you have Jokic who scores 60, 70% of the time he touches the ball and then he averages 10 assists. So I, I just don't think, I don't think they, I mean, they haven't been able to put it together yet. And that's mainly just because he's coming back from injury. But once once he's once he's riding, I mean, this team is already the best in the West, and he's not even at a hundred percent yet. So what what are their what can they do? They give, give him some time, and this like I don't see how this team can't just soar through the West. Even though Jaw says he's not afraid of the West, I mean, this team should be. There's something to be afraid of. Yeah, I mean, I wor- I worry that they struggle putting teams away. It's one thing I worry about, and then I worry about the defense. And I think they just—I mean, I, th- I think they won't finish as bad as they are right now, especially when they're getting healthier. Um, but yeah, it's just—it's not a good defensive team. Um, so it's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see, um, to see how this team does in the playoffs i'm sorry i'm just like brain farting i'm sure i'm like trying to think of more more things to say about this squad right now i'm just oh, but, but they're out they don't have jeff green so that's why they're not good on defense that's oh yeah is. okay that's what it yep, is yep yep no i get that yeah, i that's, get that that's where it's coming from yeah i don't know there's not too much more to say they're the best in the west and they're kicking everyone's ass i mean fuck um yeah well i mean i i they could go they can go to the finals i mean they definitely could um, there's just like something. That, I feel like there's just something that's just missing for me. Something that's just missing for me. Maybe it. Maybe it's that like clutch Jamal factor and seeing those like big Jamal games. I I don't know. Um. But yeah, I mean this team should keep rolling. They're gonna be. They're gonna finish top three in the West without a doubt. If they don't. If they don't finish at one. And yeah, at the end of the day, they they got they got the man. So I mean they're gonna be they're gonna be a hard out either way, and maybe I don't know what moves I can really make. I mean, but like, I, yeah, if anything, they just need to like find out what rotations are gonna work best for them down the stretch, what defensive um, rotations are gonna work best for them, and yeah, I mean, I I just think that's gonna be the big thing to watch out for is like that defense just needs to improve. Yeah, I mean, in the playoffs when the game slows down, it's more half-court offense. I mean, I th- I think their defense, I don't think their defense needs to, I mean, it needs to improve, but, like, I just think if they can improve upon their offense, they can just outscore teams. Yeah, but they're, ranked, they're like, a 28th-ranked defense, I think. But, like, in the half-court setting, like, I just think this team can be so effective with Jokic leading them. I mean, we can look up def- defensive... Defensive rating. If we're gonna go defensive rating, we have the Nuggets as the sixth worst defensive rating in the league. Yeah, like if you're if you're a top team, you really shouldn't be down there with Charlotte, Utah, Houston, Detroit, Orlando. I mean, that just uh, you gotta you gotta f- start figuring that out if you want to be a team that that's in the finals. Like you, you can't be that far down the list. No, I def, I definitely agree. Without a doubt. So I don't know if there's any personnel necessary personnel changes they 
can make or need to make or if any trades are going to happen. If anything, you know, yeah, hopefully you can go out and get some better wing, better wing defenders or better pain protector. Maybe like one, at least one. I mean, DeAndre Jordan just is not... Not good. Is not it. But, like, where else are you going to find a backup center that's, a um, good, that's good on, good enough on defense? Because tr- like, they have... they have. I mean, the, honestly, when you look at this roster, too, I really see Caldwell Pope, Bruce Brown, Aaron Gordon, and that's really it. Yeah. All these guys are negative, negative defenders at the end of the day. Um, but they've, like you said, they've made it work. They've outscored teams. They've, I mean, even when the teams have fought their way back into games, they've figured out ways to finish games. And I mean, they're sitting at first in the West, but you know, obviously long-term, um, it's just, you know, something you need to figure out, but I mean, something, oh yeah, but look at them. They have the best, third best pace in the NBA. Um, no, I think they have. I feel like they have a slow. You think they have a slow pace? Or that's offensive efficiency. Let's see pace. Where's Denver? Denver and Denver. Oh, okay. Denver has a bottom bottom ten pace, so they're a slow team. That's the Jokic effect. That's, I mean, they yeah. play they play a true half court offense style. Of yeah, which style is, play. Which it is, works for them. Yeah. And they're the third most efficient offense in the league. So it's like they they go slow, but they get it done. And they might not be a defensive efficient team, but yeah, they're really they're really bad on defense. But yeah, I mean, well, a team kind of transitioning to our third quarter topic, a team that has been surprisingly one of the best defensive teams in the league. Yes, has been the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, we're holding down a top defensive rating in the league. Um, despite, I mean, they're a horrible on transition defense, but <laughs> in terms of like the half court, um, everywhere else, they've been, they've been a great defensive team, um, have really, I mean, they had their slow start. They lost Harden. They lost Maxi. got Harden back, got Maxi back. Now they just got, they just got Maxi back. They're on eight out of their last 10. They're sitting at fifth, 22 and 14, kind of hanging in, hanging in there with the rest of the pack. Um, the top dogs up in the East. We have the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, a team that, I mean, they were my pick to win the finals at the beginning of the year. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, I think, I mean, just from like seeing like Harden's been playing, he's not been playing like amazing, but Harden's been putting together some really, some really good games. Like we saw him put up a 2020 game the other night. Um, he's doing a, he's doing a master class of offense. He's not scoring the ball like he would in Houston, but he's really passing the ball and distributing to this offense in a way that I feel like he's playing slower. I mean, like with Joel, you're obviously playing slower, but he's, he feels more in control of what he's doing. And it's not just, yeah, it's not forced. It's yeah. Thank you. It's not forced. Um, so he's really, he's been doing a great job of being the engine for that offense and, you know, being the distributor, being the point guard. Um, but I think they kind of have an interesting situation with Tyrese Maxey coming back. Um, because, man, Melton, DeAnthony mm-hmm. Melton has been playing phenomenal. And he's the, I don't know, you could say the engine that's running this top defensive efficiency yeah. team right now. Especially I mean, because what's been helping Harden so much is Melton can go guard those elite guards. 
Yeah, I mean he, he can, can guard the guards, but then Harden can kind of guard the small forwards and the bigger guys on the team. Harden, it does a better job at guarding bigger guys, anyways. And obviously Joel's, you know, he's obviously a really good defender down low. I mean, and Tobias hasn't. Tobias has been really doing everything they needed him to do this year. Yes, all around good player. Um, so he's been. I mean, like it's nothing that pops out but he's just been doing everything they need him to do they've been getting what they need to get out of tobias harris this year so that's been obviously really huge for them um but you got maxi coming back and right now like he's slowly getting worked back in and yeah so you got you have maxi and i like obviously maxi is is a good really good scorer he can go get you 20 a night. Um, it's just tough with Melton because, dude, he's, I mean, he's averaging like two steals a game. He's in, he passes the ball well. Um, he shoots the ball well, too. Like, he's not going to go out and get you 20 a night. But he's, he's just like a. Shooting 40 from deep, which is. And he's just like a fuck it, a fuck shit up player, man. Like PJ Tucker, even though like I mean I haven't loved how they utilize him this year to kind of just stick him in the corner and he maybe shoots one shot a game. That's literally it. He's literally shooting. He, yeah, he shoot he shoots three shots per game. I've, I don't think I've ever seen a player shoot less shots per game. But, but yeah, obviously he you know he's a contributor to that top defense and he is like I mean he's good for a corner three a night, a big corner three a night. <laughs> um, so I don't I don't know what, but because the, the thing is like I just. I don't think they would do it. I don't think Doc Rivers takes Tyrese out of the lineup. And the only reason he's not in the lineup right now is because you know he just came off injuries. They're they're slowly working back. Oh man, Ugh. how good of a six man would Tyrese Maxey be? Be a very good six he'd, man. He'd be... I just don't think they would they would have like, and that's I feel like that'd be hard for Tyrese Maxey to do because he's probably looking at himself where he's like you know I'm gonna get a max contract. Yeah. I deserve a match, match extension. I'm balling out. But it's just, dude, like that backcourt. Tyrese and or James Harden just are not good defenders. Well, it's not. I mean, they're just bad. Maxie's a not a good defender, and together they just are not. They're both offensive-minded players, and both of them are, like, trying to get through defense just so they can go perform on offense. And... I think they should play a lot of minutes together, but come playoff time, you need a guy that can go out and defend someone's other, the other team's best player, and you need a Melton in that lineup. Where, like, what other team would they be going against in the playoffs? Like, if you, who's gonna guard Kyrie if DeAnthony Melton isn't in the starting lineup? Yep. Who's gonna guard Drew? Drew Holiday if Mel- Melton isn't in the starting lineup. Then you have like Jalen Brown. Who's gonna guard Jalen Brown? Who's gonna guard? Donovan Mitchell. Like they're all these teams have elite lead guards that Tyrese Maxey cannot handle on the defensive end. And you want Harden to you want to keep Harden's energy high, especially in the playoff time. And it it'd be really hard to have him like working hard both on both ends of the floor. Um you you obviously want to get as much offensive output out of Harden as possible. He is the second best player on your team at the end of the day. Now, would you ever Bench, PJ Tucker. Put Tobias at the four. That was my next. That was my next. Put Tobias my next at the four. Thing. Tobias at the four. Melton plays like the a three-two three. combo. Yeah. Um, 
Because at the end of the day, you can you can go have Harden guard small forwards. He can guard small forwards, and then Maxi can guard whichever is the worst of the two. The only thing I don't like guard. about it is like, okay, who's scoring off the bench? Like, how do you how do you stagger these guys? So when you have your your second unit out there, you have one guy that could go get a bucket. That I that I don't know. Montrez like, Shake has, Shake Milton isn't bad. Harrell has also not played that well no. this season. Um, know you know, H- House and Nang can can hit threes, but you kind of need a guy that could really just go out and score. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you'd have to you'd have to stagger. Like you, Maxi would have to be the guy that goes in with the bench unit. He'd have to be the first sub. And then you can. It's just tough. I mean, they'll be able to figure out. Doc has proven that he's a good coach for the most part. I'm just excited to see Joel continue this MVP caliber season. Again. <laughs> and it's sad because everyone after last year was like, all right, this is the year that Joel does it. I mean, he's averaging 33.5 points per game. 10 boards. 10 boards and almost, five assists. Almost two blocks. This is like, this is an MVP season. There's just so many guys doing it. It's just not flashy because he's a center and he's not making 10 assists a night like Jokic. And he's, but he's just dominating. He's just dominating. On both ends. Yeah, it's it's sad. I mean, I think I think I had Joel as I think we had Joel as our MVP yeah, going into the season. We did, and so did a lot of other uh, individuals. And it's it's tough that he. Well, I had a contingency. I had said if Dallas finishes around like a four or five seed, it goes to Luca. I mean, I I think I think Zach Lowe said it, but Joel Embiid's never gonna win an MVP. And he's such an it's MVP caliber Philly, player. Philly, I think for it to happen, Philly would have to finish like top two in the East. And I, it's not out of the question yet. They're not. They're only three and a half games out of first. Um, but oh man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Well, uh, I well, think- I guess like in where do you think do you have this team like with the top dogs of the East? I mean. So like obviously there's Boston, Milwaukee, and Brooklyn's like they were kind of hovering that conversation. They're in that conversation now. They're Brooklyn's in that conversation. I mean if if I had and then Cleveland's kind of like they're like kind of there. I think they're there. Cleveland could have a great regular season, but come playoff time, the most experienced player on their team is Donovan Mitchell. And I don't know like what are they gonna get out of that bench? Is Rubio gonna come back and play like? Well, Rubio, Rubio's solid, but the thing is, is I would trust Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid's the most, I mean, they have Harden and Embiid, and Harden has his playoff yips, but... Embiid is not going. I mean, they, have, they have Mobley and Allen to guard Joel, but like I don't even think there's Mobley's, stopping him. Mobley's young, and so is Garland, and it's hard to bank on young players game in and game out. I think if there's four contenders in the East, it's the Celtics, the Nets, the Bucks, and the 76ers. I think they're there. I they're totally I think they're I think they're the top I think they're a top four caliber team in the East. They'll definitely make it to the second round. I almost like the four best teams in the East more than any team in the West, to be honest. Like if if I'm really gonna be honest. Yeah. I I think yeah. the powerhouses are, are in the Eastern Conference this year. I think for the first time in a while. I think like if you look at Philly, I think they can beat any they can take any team in the West in a seven game series. I really think they do. I I mean they're a team that I would fear. And, I mean, looking, going to the playoffs, like when it comes to playoff time, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how the, how the matchups play. But I think it is not impossible for a scenario that Philly get can get to the finals. I, I think it's possible. 
I think they would maybe need some luck. I think I don't I don't know. Well, no, no they, they don't need luck. They need James Harden not to get to, injured to fall asleep in the playoffs like he does and has for every year of his career. They don't need luck unless we're considering James Harden and playing. And they just need luck. to figure out what, like like with Denver. Um, well, Denver's just the baddest. Is obviously a really good defensive team, but and you really don't want like the reason they've been so hot was is like because of how good they are on defense, and obviously the the play of their stars. And I, it's just like, ooh, do you really want to sacrifice that right now? Do you really want to put Tyrese Maxey back in the starting lineup? And then, I mean, I'm sure you can figure out ways to stagger and you know switch up the rotations. But, like, Doc definitely has some interesting decisions to make. Um, You know, you can't ignore how important Melton's been for this team. Because I think down the stretch in any playoff game in crunch time, it's going to be hard to – it's going to be really hard to just have a Maxi and Harden. Because we've seen it not work. And I guess we'll find out as the – rest of the season continues. They play tomorrow night. I mean, we'll see. And we'll Maxi will probably still stay on the bench. I mean, yeah, he, he's, he's getting not, worked back in. He hasn't started the last two games. He's definitely getting worked back in. It'll. I mean, it's tough. I. It's such a difficult move because like Maxi like, deserves to start in all accounts of like his talent level, but you can't deny that this team is rolling. I mean, if they have an offensive stallmate in the next like five games then yeah you got to put maxi back in the starting lineup but if they but keep dude, rolling I i'm like how. i'm like i'm using maxi as a sixth man he's still gonna get 25 28 points a night but he, i just like don't know if i have i it's gonna be hard not to play melton down the stretch in big games he's the best perimeter defender on that team i cannot agree more so and he could score and pass, like, it's not to the output of Harden and Maxi, but it's just going to be really hard to not have him in the game in crunch time against these really, really good teams in the East. So, I mean, Doc has got some interesting decisions to make. We'll see if he puts his balls on the table and says, but, dude, it's just like Maxi is a six-man. Dude, you have a really good team. A deep now you have, Now you have bench scoring figured out. And a leader off the bench that can like just go and get a bucket, and he can he can play with the starters as much as you need him to. He can play with the bench squad as much as you need him to. I, I can take Harden out the game for how many minutes and be fine because I have Maxi scoring. Yeah. Or Joel, like I mean, it's just it gives him such a security blanket. Well, um, I think this might be a good time to lean into our fourth quarter of tonight's topic. And that is the upcoming All-Star Game. Voting has been opened. And uh, just for the starters, but we thought we'd give you our, uh, our, our full 12. You know, we'll start with our starting lineups, and then we can dive into our reserves. Trig, would you like to... Uh, yes, I've been jazzed about sharing, sharing um, All-Star, my All-Star so far. I mean, I don't know when the results come out. Probably like in a, three weeks. Yeah, it's a couple more weeks of voting. Yeah, so okay, so we're pretty pretty close to it. So we're gonna start in the Eastern Conference for my starting guards in the East. Mm-hmm. Obviously, especially after the the other night's performance, Donovan Mitchell just he's having an an MVP caliber season. 
going to be a first, I guess, or probably like a first or second team um, be a guy this year. He's been that good. Um, then my other guard spot, this was a tough one, but I'm going to go with the guy who's going to get their first all-star nod ever. I'm going Jalen Brown. You know, he's averaging 27, seven boards a game, shooting the ball well. Um, I'm the best team in the East right now. So, um, is Boston still first in the East? Um, go check. Or the, or the, the Milwaukee? I believe. Yep, yeah, Boston yeah, yeah, still yeah, has yeah, so we're good. We're good. Yep, so I'm going Jalen Brown, my other guard. And then we got the front court. Um, an obvious one. You know, Giannis is a... Yeah, Giannis is Giannis. Going to be in the top of the MVP voting as well. Another ridiculous, like, 30-something, 13 boards, 12 boards, whatever it is. You know, five assists, the blocks, the whole nine yards. Um, guy that's been doing it a lot of the years without his co-star. His co-star is Drew Holiday and, and Middleton, Middleton, who have both missed time this year. And then my... Um, my last one, a guy that's been doing it on both ends of the floor this year. Um, doing, He's just been doing everything this year. And he, again, another guy that's going to be right in the MVP talks towards the end of the season. Um, first all-NBA all team guy, um, Kevin Durant. Um, dude, his defense has been like, I was actually watching videos the other day. His defense this year has been insane. Brooklyn's red hot, second in the East, 12 in a row. Um, then my other front court player, and it's so tough to leave someone out of here. It's so tough, you know. If, if my lineup would definitely look different if the All Star Game starters were positionalists, but yeah, you can only pick one. I'm picking a guy who's on the first team, first team in the East. Um, another guy to be first All All NBA probably. Um, and it's just been having a great year on both ends of the floor. Thirty. Over scoring over thirty a game, getting like eight boards. Um, going Jason Tatum. But so yeah, that that round that round, it's you know it's hard. We're leaving someone out. It sucks. But someone's gonna get left left out. I, I'm not sure exactly who it's gonna be. Someone yeah, someone always gets left out, and I think that's where that's where our lineups kind of differ on this one. So I think we'll have a lot. Our Western starters will be a lot more the same. For yeah. the East, I was feeling something kind of different. We do share Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum and Giannis Antetokounmpo, but I went with a different direction. Uh, rather than Kevin Durant, I'm going with Kyrie Irving for an all-star starter. You mean Ever- rather than JB? Oh, yes, in terms of players for the Nets. But yes, uh, position-wise, instead of Jalen Brown, I'm going with Kyrie Irving. This man has been the... I mean, like, Katie does what Katie does every night of the... Like, he, he's he's an all-star, but just... Like, Kyrie has been the engine ever since he got kicked off of Nike. And, I mean, he's averaging 20... He's putting 25 up every night. And just a master... With ease. With ease. A master class of offense. You can't touch him. You can't stop him. You can't do anything about it. And, I don't know, he's just so much fun to watch play the game of basketball. And I think he... I think he's proven he's an all-star starter, especially in the last uh, 15, 20 games of the season. And for the other, for the big man route, I am, uh, I'm kicking out KD. Whew. Mainly just because 
mainly just because how good Joel Embiid has been playing. This dude, if he's yeah. not going to win an MVP, he better fucking be first team All-NBA, and he better be an all-star starter because this dude is doing things that a center hasn't done in this league since Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal, and it is ridiculous, and he deserves to... Uh, he deserves his flowers, I think, is the is the line. Should we uh, should we continue along the East reserves, or should we go into our West starters? Let's go. Let's go East reserves. East reserves. Okay. But, yeah, I th- dude, it's so hard. Like with like yeah, that group of Tatum, Giannis, KD, Joel. Yeah, like, how are you supposed to pick three players? One of the, one of them's gonna get left out, even though they all should be starting. Yes. I mean, it's it, that Donovan too. It's just like Kyrie, JB. Like one of the they should be on the bench, and one of those guys should. Be in there. Um, All right, yeah. so, so we have seven reserves from the East. Let's hear them. Let's roll them out. Um, we're going to go James Harden for obvious reasons. Um, leading the league in assists, I believe. You know, he's been the engine for Philly since he came back. Um, Kyrie, obvious reasons, like you all said. Um, despite this t- this player's team not being so great this year, um, you kind of, you kind of just can't really ignore the numbers he's been putting up this year, but I'm going to go Pascal Siakam averaging like 25, eight and six. Um, you know, Raptors are having a rough year, but I think you just, you just can't ignore how good he's been playing this year. He's having an all NBA level, um, season. Um, and then I felt like I had to give Miami an all-star. Um, I can only give him one though. You know, I love Jimmy. But I think you can't ignore how good Bam has been for this team. You could argue Tyler Hero could be the guy. You could. Um, you know, Bam just, he's been consistent. He, I mean, Jimmy's been, been injured. He's been injured, yeah. Um, you know, he's always like an on-off player. Bam's been, he's, scored, he's averaging 21.5 and 10 boards a game. And he's been putting up, a, having like a master class defensive season. Um, he's going to en- probably end up again in that all-NBA defense talk. So I have Bam. Okay. Um, who who rounds out the second half of this uh, of this bench? Um, oh, obviously Joel. I didn't mention Joel. Okay. Obvious. It's an obvious answer. Um, and then I wanted to give the Knicks an All Star as well. You know, I feel like Jalen Brunson's been a really popular vote, but this dude's kind of been on a tear, and his the stat numbers just don't lie. I mean, it's Julius Randle. The dude's. Like 24 and a half, 25 points a night, 10 boards. He's He's been having some – he's been on an absolute goddamn tear lately. Um, it, it's hard, you know, because I feel like a lot of people might say my R.U. Brunson has been the most valuable player of that team. I think he has been. Yeah. He's been the most – he's totally been the most valuable player. They were they were dog water last year, and now with his addition, he they are, they are a much better team. Has yeah. he been – I would agree that Julius Randle has been the best performer, but if there's a who's the most valuable player to New York Knicks, New York Knicks basketball, it's it is totally Jalen Brunson. Yes, I'm man, like his, you know, he's shooting like 47 from the field, 35 from deep. Like, it's not pretty, not pretty at all. That's, I mean, for a power four, that's like fine. I mean, 24 and 10 teams in the playoffs. Um. So yeah, if I, I, I if I had to give the Knicks an All Star, I went with Randall. So um, who, who's who's that seventh spot? Can I guess? Is he, it is it is it Demar Derozan? Yes. Oh look at that! Look at that! I don't give a fuck. He's averaging like twenty. He's averaging like twenty seven a night. Give it to Demar. 
I don't care how I don't care what the Bulls record is. That that man will. I'm I'm sure the players and coaches will vote that man in. Best clutch time scorer this year. You know the mid range master. I mean, I, I, his numbers just don't lie. It's it's gonna, it's gonna be hard to keep him out. It's gonna be hard to keep him out. Um, I completely agree. I can. But well, yeah, that that rounds that rounds out my my all star team. I mean, well, we, looking at it, I think the only like ones I really question. Um, you know, like, the Bulls do have that do not have a great record. So Demar, you know, easily could be left out. Um, and then people might give Brunson an edge over over Randall, or they might give someone like Tyrese or somebody else an edge over him. But um, other than that, I, I I really like. I feel like the rest of the team here is is really solid. Alrighty, well, if we're gonna dive into mine, we do have some shared ones, which is uh, James Harden, Pascal Siakam, Julius Randle, and Jalen Brown. Let's see, do it. Let's see who else. Uh, I also have to put KD on there. I'm transferring list to list right now, so that's five. Um, where's my sixth one? Um. Katie, Katie, Pascal, Jalen Brown, James Harden, Julius Randle. Okay, so just my last two. So my last two, I also had uh, Demar, and I'm gonna go. Oh, um, you you put Demar in your team? I, I did. I did. Well, oh well, you, I don't even want to share why. I thought you were gonna. I thought you weren't gonna put him in there. I was. It was. I was thinking him or Tyrese. Um, but he is leading the lead in the clutch, the clutch stats. And since the NBA added this new clutch award to the end of year uh, trophy case, I thought it would make sense for that player to be an All Star. And, but I will say I do think Tyrese Halliburton will like if there's an alternate, it should be Tyrese. Uh, yes, I do. But my seventh spot, I'm gonna give it to the Rook. I'm gonna go Paolo Boncaro. Ew, why? I think there should be a rookie in the All-Star game. I think you should go to Paolo. Oh. I like it. I like Paolo in the All-Star oh. game. Bring it on. Oh, I just hate that. Their magic are so bad. They are bad, but it's like, you know. I, I, There's so many guys that deserve it more than him. I, I, I just like it. I like Paolo in the All-Star game. I think I think it'd be fun. I like I liked seeing rooks in the All-Star game. So you did, that was just a fun pick for you. Yeah. You don't, you don't mean it. I mean, like I, I think he, I think it could be in the All Star game. Shooting forty three and thirty, on a bad team. God, I'm no, not proud of it. No love for Bams. Not pretty, pretty game basketball. If I would take anyone over Paolo, it would be Tyrese. But I, you know. So who, who did you have anyone else that we just didn't agree on, or was it just your last, your last one? I'm yeah, just my last one. I mean, for the most part, the best players in the East are the best players in the East. So who do you have instead of Randall? I have Randall. Oh, you picked so you picked Randall over Brunson as well. Yeah, 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 yeah without a doubt. Okay, okay, interesting. Jalen Brunson like isn't an all star in terms of like like but yeah, exactly. Like I mean, he's a such a valuable player, but if you look at like the numbers and who is like who has been the best performer for the Knicks like day night in and night out, it's it's been Randall. It's been Randall. Um, so for the West, we'll we'll go. So you don't think Miami gets an all star? No, man. What what's I mean like. I mean, in terms of like, well, it's it's player voting at that point, right? It's player, player and coach, yeah. It's player and coach, so I mean, yeah. 
I don't know. Any anything's possible. I, I mean, they're the seven seed. Will Randall get in if players and voting? Pro- I mean, Bam will probably make it over Randall if it's players and if it's players and coaches. You know, so yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, no. They look, I mean, yeah, our teams look pretty. I just like. I just. I, like I feel like the ones that like that are gonna be like interesting to see if that like I think Randall will be an interesting one. I could see like fucking like Jimmy Butler just randomly making it just cause. Just cause. I mean. Trey so, Trey Young could get some looks. I don't Tra- like it. I know we both didn't have Trey Youngs on our yeah. team. The thing is, the only time that Trey that Trey made an All Star team was when Atlanta was like playing top five. They were top, top five. Yeah, they're top five. And dude, his I mean, obviously you know Trey's gonna go get him. He's twenty seven points per night, ten assists a night. But like he's just the worst defender on the court. He hooks up so many shots a game. He's shooting like forty one and thirty. It's ugly. It's just ugly. I mean, it's just. It's just, those are just like skewed numbers. I really, it's really hard for me to like, you know, he's fun to watch, but like, I don't even think he's fun to watch. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's hard to put him in there this year. Well, moving into the West, I will start with mine and then we'll move on to Trig. So my starting five, uh, for the backcourt, I believe that, uh, we'll start with, we'll start with Luca. Luca magic definitely deserves to be an all-star starter this year. I don't think there's any questions about that. For my second backcourt, I'm going Shea Gilgis Alexander. This dude, first half, first quarter of the season was like, I think should be in the MVP conversation. Yeah, his team is not great, but this dude is, he is ridiculous. He's like, I don't know, just watch. He's has great stats. He's great to play. He he plays on offense and defense, which is rare for young guards to be both trying to score and trying to defend. And I think he I think he's gonna be an all star no matter what this season. But I think this is the year that he should be an all star. I think this should be the first year that he's an all star starter. Moving into the front court, uh Father Time, LeBron James definitely deserves to be an all star starter. Uh, I don't know I showed you the, the, that dunk that he had the other night, like the, the alley oop reverse. <laughs> I was like, okay, he can play five more years. That was fi- like, dude. Maybe ten. Dude is ridiculous, um, and I've thought about I've thought about this most recent pick, and I've been really battling when it comes to the whole injury conversation. Wow. And we didn't agree on this at first. Interesting. Well, Zion Zion got injured today or last night, and he's he's gonna be out for the next couple weeks. So I thought because Zion was gonna be my power forward pick, but if Zion's gonna be out. Until AD's back, it's like you know, kind of evens out. It kind of evens out. And AD's been was been dominant when and, he's played. And AD's been playing like a uh, fucking unreal. So I'm going AD and then ending it out with none other than Nikola Jokic. All right, so going to my starters now. Um, I have Luca. I have LeBron. I had AD, and like I was kind of torn the whole AD Zion situation too. I'm like, you know, dude, AD's like 27, 12, like two and a half blocks a night steal, and I mean, he's gonna come back soon, sooner than people think, I believe. I heard his recovery is going well, and Zion's gonna be out for a couple more weeks. Um, so that kind of evens it out. Like AD has been was had that stretch where he was just so ridiculously dominant. It was just absolutely insane. So I had to give it to AD. I hate putting two Lakers in there because they're not a good team. But numbers don't lie. You know, LeBron just carrying this team on his shoulders. Um, In terms of the other guard position, you know, it's like, in my honest opinion, it should be Shea. Do I think it'll be Shea? No. I think it's going to end up being like Steph 
Or Ja. Or Ja, especially how good Steph was playing before he, the injury. Because um, I'd give Steph the edge over Shea before the injury. Um, and he, I mean, he'll get some time in before the All-Star game comes around too. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, you know, the fans just love Ja. Um, you know, Don't but, blame him. Do not blame him at all. He's electric. I mean, I th- I think it should be Shea. Um, but obviously, I think one of those guys are going to get in bef- over him. And I think we both could probably agree on that. Would you say? I think when it comes down to – I think John Steph will win fan I voting mean, over. Yeah, when it comes down to fan voting, yeah. I, I don't think – But Oklahoma, in terms of who deserves it, I think Shea deserves it. Oklahoma City has, like, what, probably a fifth or a – Tenth of yeah. the population of of the fans of Golden State and yeah. and Memphis, so without a doubt, it's a long shot. But I think he deserves it. And then I'll go into my reserves. We obviously we have. Oh, are you gonna skip over a little order that we had going? Well, I thought we were kind of like doing the, like the little. Yeah, we're like, doing a little back back and forth. Yeah. Well, you ended with your reserves, and then you went with your starters. So I was gonna. All right, all right, you know, yeah, yeah, we'll do, pre- the, do the same flow. We'll pretend that made sense. Um. <laughs> And so as yeah, obviously I have John's Zion. Obviously we had to put D book in there. Um, I I gave the Clippers an All Star. You know I gave the Paul George. You know putting up a, a smooth twenty four, like six and four. Um, you know and he's been he's been playing. Obviously he does he plays both ends remarkably well. You know Clippers are hanging are right in the playoff race. Had to get had to give it to PG. Then I obviously have Shea. Um, then obviously again Dame. Um, having just a sneaky, just really, really good year. Been seeing a lot more, like, tennis-assist games out of him and stuff this year, which has been really cool. Um, my last one, you know, I felt, you know, with how well the Kings have been playing this year, I felt like I had to show them some love. Um, I feel like I had to give that city an all-star this year. I thought for a long time it was going to be Darren Fox. Um, he had a really hot start to the year, um, but he just completely came back down to earth. Um, and I mean, this guy has been just been consistently really good all year. Um, you know, Sacramento again, they're sitting at fifth in the West. It's kind of hard to ignore them. We're going with, uh, we're going with Sabonis. Um, you know, he's averaging almost 19, 12 and a half boards, like over six and a half assists, shooting the ball up 63% from the field. Um, he, this dude has been doing everything. I mean, he doesn't really play defense, but he's been uh, he's been beast but he's, on offense. He's been offensively, he's been the engine for this team, and he's been a huge part of why they're a playoff team this year. So I think that's I think it's hard to leave him out. Um, especially like those are just really just really good numbers, honestly. Um, so yeah, that that rounds. If I had a, if I had a pick, um. If I had to pick like an alternate, like alternate. I, I kind of was saying like Tyrese in the East as well. That's what I was thinking. Um, the West probably, probably be Ant. Hmm. The Wolves are a better team. Ant maybe probably slides in there. Yeah, no, I. I mean, I it's just, I, but I mean, you know how talented the West is, and you know, winning winning matters when it comes down to like this voting, and you know, these guys in the Western reserves are like. Been doing this for a long time. They've been good for a while. Yeah, there's a lot of historical stature to the West. Um, um, it's hard. You like Ant's not going to make it over Paul George. Like, um, well, ironically, that slides well into uh, to my reserves pick. So I have a 
the aforementioned Zion Williamson, Stephen Curry, Damian Lillard, Ja. I share the D-Book one. I was questioning between D-Book or Sabonis, but uh, I feel like D-Book has a bigger fan base, and I feel like players appreciate him more. But then the I'm actually going, uh, I'm going Jaron Jackson Jr., Going Jaron Jackson Jr. He's been a defensive menace ever since coming back from injury earlier on in the season. Memphis is rolling with him in the starting lineup. Ugh. And I hate it. <laughs> I think as Memphis keeps rolling, I think they're going to become the first seed in the West before the All-Star break. And I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to prove that uh, he's going he's to be playing like an All-Star. I mean, you can look up his stats. Oh, God. 16-5. and five. Give me a break. He's missed games this year too. He's missed like a chunk of the season. He's, he's that's a, nuts. He's, he's not making it over Sabonis. He's a defensive player of the year candidate. He I, fouls too much. He'll never win it for that reason. He's a defensive player of the year candidate, and I think it's uh, I think he could definitely slide in there with the players. I mean, I don't think Sabonis gets that much respect from the players and coaches. He's made several All Stars. He's he's made like there's coaches too. In what in what. In what conference? The East. Yeah. When when who else but, is making it in the but East? But the Kings are fifth in the East. They're seven. They're like six games above five hundred. You're just not gonna give them an All Star. Like screw you. I like. I just I don't know. I think like if the Kings are still right in there, it's hard to ignore like how good Sabonis has been this year. I don't know. I just I think that that's just disrespectful. I think to not give the Kings an All Star this year. It is disrespectful. They're the Sacramento Kings. And like for a guy that's averaging fifteen and five, I don't care how good he is on defense. He's averaging fifteen and five. It's like it's like Draymond making All Star teams. It's how many ridiculous. times has he done it? A lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then and then I will have rounding it out. Uh, Paul George has just missed too much time this season. What? So uh, I'm, I'm going to Anthony Edwards. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck with that happening. I'm a homer, so yeah, um, I respect it. I homered it too. Like I and we could and Demar very well might not make it, and Ant very probably won't make it. Um, realistically, Tyrese Tyrese Halliburton will make it over Demar, and uh, I hate this. I don't know. The players and coaches have so much respect for Demar, though. Yeah, I'll just change. I'm just gonna change my Tyrese over Demar. If that's how you really feel, then you should put like you really believe that. I'm just gonna do it. I'm just saying, I, I, I think that, like, that reserve, like, the guys vote for, like, who they've, like, you know, they've, they've, I don't know. Halburn could, I could really see it happening, though. He's averaging 20 and 10. Like, it's ridiculous. And Pacers are, been, like, fifth or sixth in the East. So, I think that it's hard to ignore. Um, I, if I had a, if I had to pick anyone that Halburn would replace in my team, it would probably be Randall. But, because I think DeMar gets a lot more love than Randall gets love. So, could see that. And then. I don't know. You're, I think that Jaron, that Jaron Jackson Jr. shit's ridiculous. Yeah, never mind. I'm gonna go. Uh, that is talking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, go, I'm gonna go Rudy Gobert over Jaron Jackson Jr. <laughs> um, well, but, it's early. There's still a lot of time until uh, until the All Star game and break approaches. So you know there could be some wiggle room on some of these things. Oh yeah, there's there's so much that could happen. So anything's possible. Injuries are big. Next and, couple weeks are pretty big. Yeah, these are just kind of like first thoughts. Um, I honestly hadn't put any thought into my reserves until this morning. I only really cared about the starters. So for for the most part, it was kind of a crapshoot. I think. Well, I think like if you look at the West. There's like all those guys. A lot of the guys we said are no brainers, except for like the last two. 
Yeah, for, I mean, for the most part, it's always it's always it's always like the last two. There's there's the ten. E- there's the ten, East could get interesting. I think the there's East ten could be players and there's ten players in each conference that are gonna be all stars every year. I don't know. The East is weird. That's one. Th- the East is really weird about that. I don't know. I, I, you know what I mean? I feel like there's always like some wiggle room in the Eastern Conference in terms of like East. It's a little bit more. A little bit more. Like last year, we saw like some blasphemy of like Chris Middleton making their reserves over like. Lamelo and Pascal and like shit like that. I mean, mm. Lamelo was Lamelo was on my short list. I feel like if he, he, he <laughs> he's barely played, but he's averaging like twenty four, eight and four. Yeah, he was on my he was on my short list. Well, um, this is another episode of the Off the Pine podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate all of all of you guys. Really, um, Jared, do you have any? Uh, Jared, do you have any final words to say to our lovely fans out there? Um, yeah, guys, happy New Year's. That's really all I got. Happy to be, uh, no, yeah, happy to be back and, uh, you know, give us a follow. I don't know what social media is. Oh, we have Twitter. Yeah, we have Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter. Check out the website, getoffthepine.com. We're definitely going to, I'm going to try to add some content in there while I'm on winter break right now. So Yeah, Trey's going to get on the blog format. He's going to start writing for us, um, get, a, get some, get some uh, pen to paper, so to speak. Oh, yeah. But uh, thank you for listening, and remember, there's no more ride on the bench. It's Jack and Trey, and we're off to the pond.